Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Joshua, the world's mayor, and I am so grateful that you're here today. This is going to be an amazing broadcast. Uh, you absolutely do not want to miss this. But first things first, uh, we are on the Live Mana Network, and we are so grateful that you're here. Uh, we are supported by the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation, which is us, uh, my wife and I's nonprofit media organization. We are a 501c3. Uh, we are a listener and viewer supported network. And of course, everything that we do as a nonprofit media organization is a service to you all. So we don't charge for what we do. And then, of course, if you have the money for our services, please donate because <laughs> we don't eat without it. But we are happy to serve and we are so grateful for everyone who supports our network and our foundation, allowing us to do the work that we get to do every day of the week, except for the time that we honor during the Sabbath. Um, but we love what we do. We love being a service to others. And uh, we never want money to get in the way uh, in people getting what they need. So, again, go to livemana.org. You can contact us there. You can even book time with us uh, to find out how we could best serve you. And uh, we're just, again, so grateful for the support. So today's interview uh, is going to be special. Uh, it's already been recorded. And so I am speaking to this as if it's already happened because it has. It's incredible. Gary is just going to blow your mind. He blew mine because I, I'm sitting here looking at everything Gary's done professionally and his amazing organization that he founded and for over 25 years uh, just you know developed properties. Just, I think it's like 5 million square feet worth of properties around the United States of just, it just, it, 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 that, that's amazing. That's an amazing accomplishment. And then he's, he's a producer and he's produced one of my favorite films. He created one of my favorite films the Machine Gun Preacher, which, to be honest, it was very inspiring in what I do by shock jock evangelism. Um, a lot, of, I, like a lot of, I learned a lot from Howard Stern and Opie and, Opie and Anthony and other shock jocks. But it's movies like Machine Gun Preacher that really, really inspired me to well be the way that I am. So, anyway, I, I'm just everything about this interview uh, is special. It's, it's not what I expected. I mean, again, you know, a lot of the content that we cover, talking about the singularity and working with shadow prisons and getting to work with, you know, former trafficking victims. And, you know, it's, it was so different, this, this type of interview for us. And some of the questions that I had, because I'm like, why would, like, why would everyone care about this, these eco-friendly luxury resorts? The answers I got, were not what I expected, but that the answers were inspiring. Um, again, everything about this is inspiring, especially if you're somebody that has a big dream and you're sitting there right now where you're at and you're looking up going, I want that. I want that life. I want to accomplish that. And you're looking up at the mountain and, and that's what you're seeing. And you think it's unachievable. You think you can't do it. Or you thought you could and you're struggling in this moment right now to believe that you can go to the next step. This interview is for you too. It's not just about real estate. It's not about eco-friendly uh, resorts. And even though that's part of it, it's so much more. The message that Gary delivers uh, to me is something that should inspire and can inspire anybody no matter where you are in life. Because if you're somebody that started from the bottom and are trying to work your way up, this interview is for you. 
but at the same time, I think you're just going to really love it overall. So, so honored that you're here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting Gary. And the other thing that you want to do, uh, please sign this petition. This petition matters. Um, it'll go a long way and it goes along with this eco-friendly development uh, that Gary is building. And yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I think you're going to love this interview. So check it out. Thank you for being here and God bless. About to explode. Come with me now. Get low. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only. I don't think that there's another one, especially that does what this guy does. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Gary Safadi. Hello, Gary. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I said your last name right. Please tell me I did. Safadi. You're saying Safadi, but it's Safadi. I'm trying to be French. I've been watching French movies on uh, Netflix. So, you know, yes. I'm trying to develop a, a French accent or something. Um, well, I'm so grateful that you're here. And um, I'm really interested in hearing about this project from you and why this matters so much. But first things first, sir. Can you tell us what you're grateful for today and why? I mean, every day I wake up, I'm, I'm super grateful. Just I have an amazing family, great kids, you know, and especially from where I started in life to where I am today, basically from nothing. Um, I'm extremely grateful for that. Well, when you say start from nothing, like where did you grow up? I grew up in Stockton, California. And, um, you know, I went to school at Loyola Marymount University and, um, you know, worked my way through school. I, I started off actually, uh, you know, people uh, are saying, you did what? Um, but I was in a laborers union. I built, I, I, during my college days, I obviously I had to make money to go to school. I'd get up at four or five in the morning, go to Wilshire and Normandy in downtown LA when I was going to school at Loyola Marymount University. And I joined the laborers trade uh, union, Local 802. Um, and I say this because it's pretty tongue in cheek. So I was I was getting up, I was working, and um, for I worked on a project in Wilshire, Normandy, and I also did a hotel project in um, Manhattan Beach uh, at the Radisson Hotel Plaza. And fast forward to where we're at today on the project that uh, I'm building. When I went to sign a project labor agreement. The head of the building trades is a gentleman by the name of Ron Miller. He and I worked on the same job as uh, uh, back, you know, in the 80s when I worked as a laborer. And I kind of joked with him. I said, hey, I used to carry your tool bag and clean up after you guys. Um, so and then there was another the head of uh, policy for the for the painters union. He and I worked at the same job at the Radisson Hotel. So it's really, you know super grateful. And I, these guys have been tremendous support in, you know, pushing our project forward and being partners with me from the standpoint of building this together when I started off carrying their tools, you know, and that's really the start of my career. So I had to work my way through college to get to obviously to where I'm at, but it, was, it wasn't always easy because I, in 90, 
three or so, I got married and I had no money and I lived with my grandmother uh, for the first three years of our marriage. And um, when I started to make some money, instead of buying a house, we're having a, our first child, I ended up buying a, um, uh, a small piece of land to do a commercial building. And that's really what kickstarted everything. And so that, you know, 5,000 to 10. Yeah. So, and just grew from there. I just, every project got bigger and, um, you know, it was great ride. That is, that's so inspiring because I, I, I mean, like for what I would, you know, my, my dreams of producing, you know, mega films and having a media organization like we have now and like, but all of these, the, the goals, the dreams and visions that I have of what it is that I want to do and get to do. And I and believe that I was created to do, um, sure. that journey is terrifying because there's no safety net. And then you're yeah. betting on yourself. Like every month, it seems like I'm re re upping and re betting on myself because that's the only way to really make it happen. So hearing sure. you say that is inspiring to me because I mean, you should, I think we all should bet on ourselves, especially yeah. if we're doing what we're supposed to do. 100%. I mean, all my life I had to bet on myself, you know, and I've never, can never really re ever recall taking a salary from once I once started, you know, so I eat, um, I eat what I killed. And so I really had to, I 100%, I say this often too, I bet on myself all day long. So I have compassion for others. When you say that, saying, you bet on yourself to get where you're at today. I use the same philosophy and everything I do. And I also know my roots and where I came from. And, and so I'm always very appreciative and grateful for that. I, so I want to ask you, I want to transition to this amazing project. I don't want to this up quick. Uh, this is, is not the best picture. This is, Ah, I got to switch screens. Forgive me. I'm so sorry. Um, How did I do that? My screen is not wanting to agree with me right Something Here, I'll pull it up in a second. Uh, gummit. My... <laughs> That's embarrassing. gummit. Okay. Now, here we go. Now I can do it. My goodness. Okay. So sorry about that. So this is... This project, what motivated you to start something like this that is, I mean, no one else is doing anything like this. Like, why are you creating the sustainable uh, resorts and this, these eco-friendly resorts? Why the vision for this all over the country, all over the world? Why? What motivated you to do this? So I would say, um, you know, Let's back up. When I had when I started ONS Holdings, um, my cousin and I we built um, mostly commercial centers, etc. We were in the midst of our final project, and it was about a two million square foot mixed use town center. And I was I I, I lost my passion for it, and I really lost the vision of of what I was doing, and subsequently that was the last project that I did. That was in 2008. We completed it very successful uh, in Northern Alabama. And I had, I was going through divorce in early 08 and I bought this piece of land in Beverly Hills from a guy named Kirk Kikorian, who was a well-known 
uh, figure um, in not only only MGM Studios, but a businessman, et cetera. And I bought it because I just couldn't believe the size of the land. And um, it was an amazing piece of property when you step foot. But I, had, I didn't know what I was going to do with it. And it wasn't until, you know, um, 12 through 14, I sold all my commercial stuff, shopping malls. We got, we disbanded basically. Um, that was the last project of ONS Holdings. So in 2016, um, I had this vision. And, and when I bought the property, when anybody would ever come to the property, they said, oh my God, I don't feel like I'm in LA and you should do a resort here. This is like a retreat. I'm literally just in awe. Like I live two minutes from here and I didn't know that this existed. So, you know, the, I, I started to get the bug again and the passion and, and the vision to like see something from start to finish. And I had a vision to do really uh, just a one of a kind eco-friendly type luxury resort. And I, I went out to a hotel group um, to see if they'd be interested. And they're like, I want it. Then this hotel heard I was doing it. They want it. Everybody seemed to gravitate towards this and towards the site plan and what we created. So I was, I knew I was onto something, but you know, at the end of the day, <clears throat> I, I, it's hard for me to do anything unless I really have my heart's into it and passion first. And I really had to, I really, I got that back, which I lost in the latter part of my career doing commercial. And I just feel this is the Santa Monica mountains. And when you come to LA, a lot of people don't really truly experience them. They may go hikes on running in another, but living sure. within the Canyon and having that, which I have been so grateful um, and so blessed to be doing over the last 10, 12 years living there that I wanted to also share this same experience and do something that really honors the Santa Monica mountains and what LA living is all about the whole indoor outdoor living, but then take it a step further and really build responsibly and build from an, from an eco standpoint, lead gold certified, you know, net zero um, greenhouse gases. So th this is probably one of the most modeled projects that's happening in LA from the standpoint of this size to have all these, sustainability features, et cetera. And the main thing is respecting the environment. So mm -hmm. it was extremely important um, to, to have the land fit the buildings. I mean, the buildings fit the land versus the land fit the buildings. I didn't want flat pads. My, the uniqueness of the site is the hills and everything else. So we wanted to preserve as much of the natural topography and make the buildings fit within that. And then once you park on site for the hotel, it's all walking paths or electric carts to get to your room. And then everything is terraced above the other. So you, everything has a beautiful sunset view, green roofs that looks over and just privacy and seclusion in what's going to be one of the most bespoke um, projects really happening in the US. And then of course, once you show that this works, because one of the coolest things about it is all of the jobs that are going to be created with this project also. But then you have a duplicatable model, correct? Once you show correct. that this works? Yeah, correct. So, you know, 
from from latest uh, building technologies um, to really, you know, mastering and showing that, hey, if we can do this here in L.A., we can do it anywhere. And so, you know, my passion really is doing high end luxury resorts and associated homes with them that are all luxury branded. So to go out and, you know, there's other sites that um, I'm eyeing right now in South America and Central America and the Caribbean and in 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 Europe as well, Western Europe, that I want to bring this model to there. And plus, you know, I've been blessed. Last October, we announced the Bulgari Resort. Uh, Bulgari is our, our, our partner in this. Um, the hotel operator, and uh, they're a fantastic company. They're a luxury company first and not a hotel company. So it's it was key to have a distinct brand, plus they have a connection with Hollywood dating back 100 years of all the jewelry and, you know, outfitting the Oscars, et cetera. So, you know, and their commitment to the environment is on par with, with our vision as well. That is that is really really cool. I um, especially like with South America. I mean, hearing the other countries that you want to go on and go in and picturing that, it's it's awesome. But I got a question, and and this just is, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are struggling, and you know, COVID and all that crap that's gone on the last few years, and it's just been a nightmare. The economy is stranger than I think it's ever been, at least in my lifetime of 43 years. Um, and not that I'm an expert on that, but it's, I mean, things feel very different right now. And there's a lot of issues that are sticking out to people that they feel like they need to care about and so on. Why should the general public that doesn't have the money to, to be able to stay at a hotel like this, can you tell them why they should care and why they should support this petition that, that you're, that you, you've started to be able to, I don't even understand what the pushback is because I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to do this. But that yeah. said, you obviously are needing signatures uh, for this petition. So why should the general public care about something like this when they may never be able to afford to go to it? Yeah, I know. I, I think when you when you when you build anything today, if I was building the Fountain of Youth or a mailbox here, I would have the same opposition. But let's stand back and, and look at look at the rhetoric that we face, and it's all with respect to the environment that will be demonstrative mm-hmm. to the environment. All those things I could potentially do if I was just building another housing track per code, et cetera. But we really are taking it a next next notch above, a next step ahead, and being progressive and being a responsible development. And I think that is one thing. Another thing is there hasn't been a lot of good news out of Los Angeles. Um, you hear about the crime and everything else. And, and, you know, I'm very humbled that I was able to land, which is a significant boost to the image of Los Angeles is Bulgari. Um, but at the same token is, you know, I was flattered when I spoke to the head of the labor unions and they're like, you're an inspiration. You started where, uh, all, all these workers started and you could also show like hard work and you could we could also someone else can be in that same position you know and i think the the misnomer is is this is extremely difficult you know it's a, it's a very i've been doing this for six years getting this process through 
and we refined it. We have great teams from all around the world working on this architecturally, environmentally, et cetera, to make sure that we do something extremely responsible and it is a bespoke project that can really, really boost the image of LA and make it a environmentally friendly project because just because you're developing something, because something will be built there. And if you look around and you go up the streets, you know, behind there, the projects, you'll see massive retaining walls on the top of the ridge line, flat pads, thousands of trucks of dirt being exported out of the site. That's not happening here. We're doing a fraction of any of that. That's what's happening. We're really such a, it's a positive experience, you know? And um, so that's kind of, you know, my thought process uh, on this. And, you know, and look, I know where my roots are. I know where I come from. And so I'm, I'm just grateful to be in this position to hopefully inspire others that anything is possible. Well, it's it is it's inspiring to me, and I the way you answered that question makes you even more inspiring because it's like the most thoughtful, loving way that you could answer a question like that. Because I know that that is being thrown at you, whether behind your back or to your face. Like, why should we give you know? Because yeah. that's how people are cynical, and a lot yeah. of people never believe that they would be able to achieve something like that to have a home and a, a place like that, or even stay a weekend uh, at a hotel like that any luxury hotel for that matter so i love the way that you answered that and because look i mean it's motivating to me i i i would you know want to do that and also support that and the other part about it is what you're doing the way that you're going about building this property is something that could carry over to lower you know people with with less money with lower from uh you know lower price housing you know for the middle class or even that it's all duplicatable because the things that the resources that you're using are well they're it's sustainably they're, they're sustainable at least the, from what i understand about it right. and i i love it I, I i think it's amazing so why the petition like why do you need the signatures why are why aren't people lining up to support this you know we have a tremendous amount of support and especially once you understand you know what we're doing um and how responsible the team uh, uh is really on this you know projects just don't get built by you know having um one or two people or the proponent you know the city likes to see additional support that you have and and we have we have good support um a very strong base and more and more of it's growing day by day because you know, when you really look at the components of our project and what we're doing, and you look at what others are doing and what we could be doing by code, it's really a, a an enlightening process and one that, you know, we want to gain support because we feel that more people that support this can also help foster change going forward on different type of building methods to um, construct much more, I would say, um, environmentally friendly. So. It's helped. It's 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 fantastic when you have that support. You know, all my all my life, the most important thing to me was when people believe in me and to execute. It's almost more gratifying than any you know anything else in there. And so, when these people that take a tour and they're like, "My God, I was told it was something totally different. This is amazing. 
this is great. This is gonna be great for the city of LA. And, and it's starting to catch on like wildfire and really um, uh, build. And that, that narrative, uh, which is really the, the facts of the project are a positive attribute to the neighborhood, to the environment, to the city of LA across the board. Well, this is the, I'm gonna show the petition here. I finally have my screen working for me. <laughs> On change.org. And I'm at, and by the time you're watching this, uh, this will be in the media kit, everyone. So you can go to livemana.org um, and this petition will be here. Of course, you can also look up support responsible development, build green. Uh, again, on change.org, um, this is, and it gives you all the information you need. It doesn't cost anything to be able to sign this petition. And look, it's, it's awesome because this is a trend setting thing, I believe. I believe that someone's got to be the one to do it first and then everybody else follows when they see how incredible it is and why wouldn't we want to take care of it? I mean, you're right what you say about LA. I haven't I I still read the LA newspapers. It's still home to me. I would do anything to go back. <laughs> like I yeah. like I ended up in Minnesota where it's freaking winter already. Yeah. Anyway, um I like it's it's so inspiring, but everything I read that's coming out of LA is like, God bless, it's so negative. Like yeah. this to me is a reason, it's like the great Gatsby doing something, you know? It's like a, it's like a Gatsby hotel, but eco-friendly. And, yeah. and that's, that inspires people, it causes people to dream. Not, I'm not saying it's equivalent to the moon landing, but in a way, it's kind of like that because someone's got to do it first. And then once, someone's done it, they break the six minute mile, those kind of things, then everybody right. else wants to do the same thing. And why wouldn't you want to take care of this amazing planet we live in? And especially places like, I mean, say what you want to say about LA people, but dadgummit, I love LA people. And I love that state. I love that city. And this would be amazing for everyone yeah. involved, I think. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I agree. And, you know, when you start with the development, you start from a clean piece of paper, and you start to build and you start to move buildings and all that. And so I'm very proud of what we created there and super proud of the fact that, you know, we're not putting perimeter fencing all the way around. So this way the wildlife can still roam free throughout the property. All these little things mean so much. We're doing a small community dog park up near the front entry. So there's a lot of dog walkers there. Now they could have a place to gather and go there. So it's, it's, it's a sense of community that, um, that we're building there, but also it's really something that is going to be an, an unmatched experience in LA. Yeah. I, the, you'll be able to see the, uh, the, the link to, uh, not just the petition that you can sign, but also to the property to read more like in specific detail about what they're doing, but it is freaking awesome. And, uh, yeah. You know, Thank I mean, you. if any, like, I just, I, I'm, I'm rooting for you a hundred percent. Do you have anything else that you want to say about the property? Because then I, have, I want to talk to you about something else real quick too. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it's look, at it, it's, it's been an incredible experience, and I'm grateful for, for my whole team that's working on this, and also those at the city that have been sticking by us and really, you know, wanting to see this happen. It, you know nothing happens by one person and so i'm blessed to be surrounded by much smarter people than i am um and you know it's just 
I hope to see all of you at the project and of course you, Joshua, and uh, be my guest and uh, love to have you up there and experience, which will be an, an unmatched experience, you know, and so. Hey, I'll work for you for free if you help me get yeah. my movie made. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, actually, you speaking go. of that, I want to ask you. So I, the movie industry, movie business has changed. The, the world of entertainment's changed. Everything is kind of merging together. Social media, media, uh, you know, whether it's a TV show or a live stream or a movie, it seems like everything's blending in and it's, it's everything's on demand Everyone has access to it, and there's a crap ton of content. So, and everyone's putting it out because there's a demand for it. So, the art of movie making has changed dramatically, correct? Yeah, I mean, it, it truly has. From the first movie that I made, Machine Gun Preacher, to where we're at today, the industry, you know, 180 degree change there. Is it is it insane for somebody to? try to go it about themselves. Like even if they have no real experience, like I, I you know, how I fell into producing, it was just dumb luck. Like I was just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And I was able to raise some money and then got producing credits. Like I, I literally fell into it on accident. Um, somehow went into LA with a skincare line and walked out doing, <laughs> acting and doing all kinds of stuff that I never intended to do. But, is it insane for somebody that like we I created a movie called The Devil Inside Me. It's my testimony. It's my it's my story. My wife and I made it and we for, we wrote the book, hit bestseller, and then we made a concept film with B-roll. And the idea behind it was we would make this B-roll film to pitch to try to get a bigger film made. Is that a crazy strategy or is there a better strategy to get a very real authentic faith-based but uncensored an uncensored faith-based film in right. your opinion because you made a faith-based film is it better to try to go at it alone or is there a better way now i mean i think there's actually more opportunities to make film because as you said there's everybody wants content everybody. you know and i think in some respects some of the larger format movies have which with, with stars has somewhat suffered compared to the traditional filmmaking days when they weren't just pumping out film. Um, but I think the opportunities and I respect what you just said, because you just, I didn't know anything about the movie business when I got into it. And the story was pitched to me about these children in Africa. And I've always had a fascination with it. And I did a, I had a, uh, an office in Liberia in Monrovia, Liberia. So my passion, was I had a big, deep passion and respect for the people of Africa and especially the children, knowing that I obviously I have three kids. Um, it just moved me to make that movie. And when I heard the pitch, I was like, oh, my God, this movie has to be made. And and just by the grace of God, then all of a sudden, you know, we have Gerard Butler starring in it and and Michelle Monaghan and Michael Shannon directed by Mark Forster. These are massive names for, you know, this is my first movie. So, well, I was just blessed, you know, and yeah. what can I say? And to have them as still today being in my life and being close friends, it's a, it's a testament to really the experience that I, I went through going there. But, you know, it's, it's many opportunities today. And, you know, I, I try to support, um, others with that same vision. I have a 
NYU graduate and film school that I just completely believe in. And I try to make introductions and help them where I can. And hopefully I, I, I want to make a, you know, we're trying to make another movie together. One of his movies that he did, but it just, I, I invest more in people than I do than anything else. And I have to like the person and I have to believe in it and they have to have that same passion for what they do. So sure. Uh, that's, that is, that's awesome. I'm glad that you shared that. Well, this is my last question. Um, what is the most challenging moment in your life? Like the, the moment that you were like, Holy, like I'm done. This is it. Or it was just a horrific thing that actually ended up turning out to be the greatest blessing of your life. Do you have a moment like that? No, no, you know, every day is, I mean, you, I, every day I wake up, it's a blessing and almost a curse because there's, you know, I have so much that I have going on in different businesses and different industries. And I always said this is no matter how great my day is, there's always something that just hits me and brings me back to him, you know, being humble again. And my grandmother always says, honey, no one likes a big shot. Don't talk about it. Your friends don't want to hear it and your enemies don't care. So always remain humble. And I've always, I've always taken that to note. Not, I was blessed when, when I was living with my grandmother um, and my parents too. My parents, you know, they're awesome. They never had a lot of money, but they're, I always say their wealth was in their family because they raised and gave us such an amazing childhood from the standpoint of a nucleus, breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. <clears throat> you know, faith, my grandfather was a priest from Lebanon and so it was a um, always a very tight knit family culture in our family. So um, to to have one moment that I can pinpoint, I really can't say. I got out of my real estate, and I could have continued doing more and more back then, but I just lost my passion for it. And it took a project like this to get me back into it, to get my juices flowing, and to really want to make a difference because you can make it if you execute it rightly if you execute it correctly you can have a magnanimous development not just from a financial standpoint because it believe me this is a way bigger risk than i ever um taken before but from a from an environmental and just a rewarding legacy asset and that's really making a difference in life and hopefully others will will equally agree and be inspired as well Legacy is my favorite trigger word that people use. I mean, good, good yeah. trigger word um, because it's what it's all about. Like I, when I turned my life around six years ago, like I was dead set on changing my legacy yeah. from wasting opportunities to making the most out of it. And, um, I, but I love that word because I think it's essential, especially, especially if we want to break cycles you know, like there, there's cycles in families that go on. Like I had to break my the cycle of my own family because legacy meant something to me and yeah. it, or still it means something to me now. And what I'm trying to build is is to leave a legacy for my children uh, that they can do what they, they can be a part of it if they want or not. But I'm trying to leave something behind that they can step into that that they would love. And, right. and at the same time, I want to leave a legacy of it's never too late to turn your life around. You know, yeah, it's, exactly. it's never too late to make it like you just don't give up. 
sometimes it's maddening because it becomes an obsession of mine because I am so focused on that goal. I forget about the other things that matter to me, but I'm learning. So anyway, go ahead. Perseverance, you know, it's all about perseverance, you know, and having that no matter how hard you get hit, you know, it's no matter how hard you get hit, as long as you get back up, you know, and so it's very important. And I try to instill that in my children and blessed with just three amazing much well much much more educated uh, children than they all speak four or five languages so um and have their masters so i'm super proud of them and hopefully they'll look back and say hey yeah my dad did it right so yeah that's what i want to do it's like he messed up at first but then he you're did on it track. <laughs> I can see you're on track <laughs> well thank yeah. you um thank you. this has been a real treat for me and super inspiring very encouraging and uh you know, I, I just, I thank you. I can't thank you enough. I'm going to make sure in the media kit that we have a place that people can go to sign up and sign this petition. Uh, but we'll be praying for you and praying for this project because I, I really do believe it's bigger than just making the luxury eco, you know, eco-friendly resorts. I, I believe it's bigger than that because of who it will inspire and who will look at you as a role model to go, if he did it, I can do it too. And uh that's freaking awesome to me. So thank yeah. you so much for your time today. Thank you. And I appreciate, you know, all your kind words as well. Yes, sir. Talk awesome. to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gary. Man, that was cool. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. He's very inspiring and I uh, appreciate the wisdom too. So God bless you. Thank you for being here and we'll see you soon. Thanks.